Howdy, my friends, and welcome to episode 19 of uh, The Daily Run Through the Bible with uh, me, Mike. And uh, we're going to look at the book of Titus, and we are in chapter 1, verse 7. We've been in verse 7 for days and days, but uh, our hope is to finish it up today because we're talking about the last qualification that he lays out here in the uh, the section um, of qualifications for church leadership when he's talking about an overseer or a bishop um, and these are the nots, right? This are what not to be. Um, he must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed. Uh, because a steward of God, a person who is managing that which belongs to the Lord, um, shouldn't be self-willed, right? Because if you are a steward, that's a person who manages something for someone else, and you're a steward of God, and you're a blameless one, which means you're doing your job properly, then you are managing God's stuff, God, that which belongs to him. And as a church leader, that's what you're doing. You're, you're managing God's stuff. Um, none of it is yours. It's all his. So uh, it should not be self-willed because if you're doing your own will, you're not managing God's will. You're not managing according to God's will. Um, not quick-tempered. Well, that doesn't represent God because God is slow to anger. And so um, being quick-tempered with him is... Uh, and with his people is uh, not the way to lead. We know that that's what got Moses into all sorts of trouble, right? Was getting angry at the people and misrepresenting God to the people. So uh, he says, not quick-tempered, not given to wine. And I talked about that a couple days ago about the standards for God's leadership um, is, as priests in the Old Testament and kings, not given to wine, not violent, that's an, again one of those things is God's steward, or God's steward, um, being violent with his people, uh, just doesn't make any sense. And the next one is one we're going to talk about now, the last of the knots, not greedy for money, not greedy for money. So why should a steward of God not be greedy for money? Well, right away we hear greedy. That that sounds bad. Yeah, because that idea of greed is is wanting to accumulate more for yourself, for your own purposes, um, getting for me and for what I want. And that is not what a steward does, right? Because the whole purpose of a steward is to manage someone else's stuff. If your idea as a steward is to accumulate wealth for yourself, uh, that that would be a problem. Now, you know, if, if you're using the master's uh, stuff to gain more for yourself, uh, that would be a problem. That would be a problem. Now, is there anything wrong with accumulating wealth? Well, in itself, there's no problem with accumulating wealth. The problem is, is when the focus of our existence becomes the accumulation of wealth. That's a problem. Because the focus of our existence as, as Christians, and that's, of course, um, we're talking about this from a biblical perspective. So as a Christian, the, the focus of my existence is not to accumulate wealth, right? What, what am I here for? Well, God created me for a reason, and it wasn't that I could accumulate wealth for myself. Um, he created me for good works. I was created to do good things, to serve him. I was created for his glory. I, I you know, he saved me from my sins that I might do good works and that I might glorify him. Uh, that That's why I'm here. 
I'm not here for the benefit of my own, my own future and my own comfort. Though I have to admit our comfort and my comfort is definitely a motivating factor in my daily choices. And I wish it wasn't quite so much, you know? And so that should be one of those things that I need to be aware of. And I think we all need to be aware of is that we as humans tend toward comfort and maybe not everybody, but I am definitely one who through my life has been accused of apparent, especially by my mother um, when I was a child and for good reason, because she was right. I was accused of one who was looking for the past, the, the path of least resistance, the path of least resistance. The easiest way was the way I would want to do it. When I was in school and teachers would say, hey, here's the assignment and here's a bonus thing you can do if you want for extra credit. I don't want to do the bonus thing. I look at the bonus thing and if it was fun, I might do it. Or if I looked at and knew the answer already, I might do it. But I wasn't going to put in extra, here's the word I always hated, effort. My teachers used to always get on me for effort. I might get it in, you know, a good grade in the class, but I would get a lower mark for effort because I naturally tended towards the path of least resistance. And so I think it's important, again, for us to recognize a tendency towards our own comfort. Now, the problem with this, with with being driven by our own comfort, is that we are no longer doing what we're called to do, what we're created to do. When I seek after my own comfort and pleasure, I am setting aside what I'm called to do. But not only that, I think there's a bigger thing going on here. And that is this idea of being, being greedy for money, greedy for gain. Well, why do people want more? Well, I submit to you that there is an underlying idea here that, um, that maybe is overlooked. There are those televangelists out there, you know, that have made them such a mockery of true Christianity. You know, people, and I'll name names, sure, people like Kenneth Copeland and people like uh, Benny Hinn, the, these guys who have continually, continually promoted this idea of sending them money so that God might bless you with money, right? Sow the seed into my ministry and God will pour out to you blessings. The idea being, you know, if you send me money, God's going to bless you with even more money. If The more you give, the more you get. The more you give, the more you're going to get. And they'll take verses, you know, from Malachi to say, look, you know, don't withhold, you know, from the Lord because he'll, he'll pour out more blessings than your storehouses can hold, you know, and, and they, they interpret blessings as money, you know, rather than saying, um, that God's going to bless you beyond what, you know, beyond what your storehouses can hold. They interpret that as he's going to give you more money because that benefits them. And it's such a backwards thing, you know, send, send me your money so that God will bless you rather than practicing what they preach, which would be, I'm going to send you money. You know, if you need, if you're in need, let me know. And I'm going to send you money so that God can bless my ministry even more, because the more I give to you, the more I give, the more God's going to give me, you know, there, there's a weird selfish self-centeredness in their message, but people buy into it and people send them money because they're appealing to people's greed 
and they're appealing to people's insecurity. You know, I know plenty of people that don't buy lottery tickets on a regular basis, but when the lottery gets up to that billion dollar range, when they're like a billion dollars, $800 million, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. And, and I've heard people joke about it, like, oh, praying that God answers this prayer. But really, if you think about it, what's, what's the whole idea? Well, for so many of them, the whole goal of winning the lottery, the whole goal of sending money to that preacher so that I can get more money isn't necessarily I want to have more money so that I can bless more people. It's I want to get more money so that I can bless people without it coming at a financial cost to me. But also, I guess it's kind of like this. Dear Lord, I pray that the lottery ticket I win, I, I bought today will be a winner, that I'll win a billion dollars so that I don't have to trust you to provide for me anymore. Because really, that's, I think, what it comes down to for so many people when it comes to this idea of greed. It's, I want to accumulate more so that I don't have to worry. The more money I have, the less worry I have. If I just had that financial security, then I wouldn't have to worry. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry, right? Didn't Jesus say that? Don't worry about what you'll eat or where you'll sleep. No, he didn't just say that. He didn't just say, don't worry about these things. He did say that, but he told you what to do instead, which is what the Bible does consistently. When it says, don't do something, it tells you what to do. He says, don't do that. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, what you're going to wear. Don't worry about those things. But seek first, meaning seek primarily. Make your the, the thing you're about, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. You see, when your focus of your life is providing financial security for yourself so that you don't have to rely on the Lord, you're missing the point. The point is to serve the Lord with your wholeheartedly, to pursue him, to seek him primarily. And you know what? Let him worry about that stuff. Let him take care of those things. Let him be your provider. Because you don't want your church leader to be greedy for money. Because what does that tell us? It tells us, number one, they're not a good steward of the things of God. And secondly, they're not trusting in the Lord. They're not trusting in the Lord for provision. They're not a person who has their faith grounded in him. Their faith is in money. Their desire is to have more. They are not satisfied. They want more. It's, it's a, you know, it's the, the old bottomless pit. The more you throw into it, the more you need. And that's not the kind of leader that you want in your church. And as we've been saying all along, don't hold your leaders to a standard that you don't hold yourself to. And so you got to look at yourself and say, am I, is that me? Am I, am I a Christian who's constantly looking for ways to get more money so that I don't have to trust in the Lord for his provision? And here's a little test for this one, In even though we're way over time. Are you a person that is giving back to the Lord? 
I don't like to use the word tithe because I don't think it's a, a solid New Testament principle, but it is a New Te Testament principle to bring your offering to the Lord, to bring financially, bring money to to your church to support ministry, to support, um, you know, paying the the pastor, to support um, the outreach, etc. But really, so much of it is, is, you know, we're told to to purpose in our heart what we'll give. It's in First Corinthians. Um, and be a cheerful giver. The idea is decide ahead of time what you're going to give. Before you, you know, when you get your paycheck, give first and decide, I'm going to give 10% or I'm going to give 20%. I'm going to give 3%, whatever it is. Decide ahead of time what you're going to give and give that. And then you're trusting in the Lord to provide for you for the rest of your month. So if you get your paycheck and you're like, I don't have enough money to pay all my bills this month. So do you not support the ministry? Do you not give to the Lord? Do you not give that first fruit to the Lord? Because you're like, I don't see I'm going to pay the rest of my bills. Well, I submit to you that that might be a problem. That maybe the thing you do first is you give to the Lord first and you say, God, this is what I believe you, you would have me give. And now I'm going to be short for the other things that I need to pay for for the rest of the month, but I'm going to trust in you to provide for that. And also remember all of it's his anyway. So be a good steward of what you have because many people, the reason they don't give is because they spend so much on themselves, on, on extra stuff, on their flesh. So something to consider, something to think about because, you know, if you don't want your leaders to be greedy for money, don't be greedy for money for yourself. If you don't want your leaders to be the type that don't trust the Lord to provide for them, make sure you're not the type of person that's not trusting the Lord to provide for you. God bless you. Talk to you next time.